Hello and welcome to the Exponential Podcast. My name is Marcus and today we have a very special guest and a good friend of mine as well as a brilliant thinker, Jordan Christian. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jordan. A little bit about Jordan. He is a very talented engineer currently working with Dell Technologies. He also has an incredibly curious entrepreneurial mind. He's really an idea factory in himself and one of the most creative people I've met in a long time. So today we're actually talking about a topic that Jordan brought up to me and I've been thinking about it in adjacent ways for some time, but he has a very interesting perspective on systems and automation. So today we're gonna be diving into the combination of those two things. How do we automate systems and what might that look like for our future and what does that, and how does that matter for you? Okay, thanks so much for joining us, Jordan. Glad to have you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Marcus. To dive into it, let's start off with how this topic came into your mind and what's your interest in automation and systems in general. I've, I think I've always just been an engineer at heart. And if I find something that I think there might be a better way to do it out there, then I'm going to go find that better way to do it. So that's just how I've always approach life and it can probably get annoying to my significant other and others at times just because I'm always thinking of how something could be better but yeah it's just I think that's just one of the things I enjoy doing it's how my brain works it sees a problem and thinks of different ways to to make it not a problem anymore that's the goal and in, in relation to creating systems and automation in your own personal life how have you gone about making these processes that you go through simpler? And is automation something that you feel is directly connected to your everyday? I think so. I think we do a lot of things that are routine. And it's always good to question the routine. I don't really have a routine and I really should get on one, at least a morning one. But everything is just always changing so quickly that it's hard to make something that's set in stone. Like, every Tuesday at 8 a.m. It could be different, right? I could be home one Tuesday or maybe out on vacation one Tuesday or my spouse is working that morning. So it's just hard to get into a routine. So I'm always just looking at how can I free up more of my time by making these daunting tasks, these little things that all of us have to do, um, but dread doing just a little bit easier. So it's a fun challenge. The challenge of making life easier in the world where everything is changing. I can definitely relate to that. The idea of things being the same is, I think, is a luxury of a bygone time. But it's also an interesting benefit. With a lot of change comes a lot of opportunity to make things more interesting and make things different for the better. Which actually is a perfect segue into the first big question on this topic is in terms of the benefits of automation. For you personally, and I mean, for people in general, what do you think would be some of these benefits that we could see from automation? And Beneficial about automating? I don't know if I lost you there at the end. Oh, in terms of automating systems for you personally or and people in general, what kind of benefits yeah. could we experience by, by automating systems? And um, I think we spend a lot of our time doing things that we don't enjoy doing. And a lot of the time it's just, you know, the only thing we know. Um, and I think that can get tricky at times. Um, other times it's just 
we're too busy with so many other things, you know, going on in life that we don't have time to make a change to the routine. Right. Um, so there are a lot of benefits. I'd say one is freeing up that, you know, precious time, right? Like if, uh, let's say I'm an attorney and I'm billed at $500 an hour. If you spend 30 minutes doing, you know, loading the dishwasher and then another two hours on laundry. And then, you know, it takes you 45 minutes to pull the weeds in the yard on a Saturday, right? Like how much of, you know, how much would that be worth, right? If you added all of that up. And so it's just kind of chipping away at the things that not necessarily, you know, we're too lazy to do. That's not necessarily it. It's just, I want to free up time to do things that I enjoy doing and want to do. And that, you know, have an impact on other people. <clears throat> so a lot of the time it's just <clears throat> a thought experiment, right? Like, huh, I wonder if we loaded the dishes a different way, if, you know, more things would fit in there. Right. And that's just kind of how I think about my day to day. It's just being aware of the things that, you know, maybe you're taking chunks of time, but they need to happen in a given week. Um, and I'm just talking the house here, but I mean, this goes for work, this goes for learning, this goes for a lot of things. Um, but just keeping, you know, good notes and I think good digital hygiene, um, that's just also beneficial, right? Like if I need information, I know where to find it. Um, so it's just little things like that, right? It, it's not going to change your world in one night, right? I mean, when you go to, I know you've read a lot about habits, Marcus, um, when you go to change a habit, right? Like it, it doesn't just happen the next day, right? It takes time and you kind of just slowly adapt, you know, over the course of call it a month or a week or whatever the timeline is. And that adaptation builds the pattern or the new, the new system over time. Definitely. And you can be intentional. Yeah. About trying to build good patterns and good habits, right? And that's something I want to start doing more of is just how can I place things in the path of, you know, me at 7 a.m. before first cup of coffee, right? That help get my morning started and help me have a good day that day. Like it could be as simple as, you know, putting my clothes out the day before or uh, shaving once a day so that I, I'm not scrambling one morning when I need to go into the office. Right. It's little things like that. And these little things can actually grow into surprisingly big systems of um, new efficiencies and improved habits and overall less stress, things of that nature. In fact, there's something you mentioned there that I really wanted to touch on that automating some of these seemingly small systems can just free up yourself and people in general to spend more time doing the things they enjoy and more time doing the things that might have had the most value to their day, especially for individuals exactly. who are, you know, paid by the hour or who have a very, have multiple responsibilities, for example. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's a great way to sum it up. And again, we don't have to boil the ocean. It's just one little thing at a time, maybe taking five minutes less per day or, uh, to get out the door, to take the kids to school, whatever it is. Right. Um, it could be a small change as well that has large benefits down the road. So speaking of small changes and big impacts down the road, what's one system in your life or one 
routine or activity that you feel if you could automate this, it would have a ripple effect that you think could um, produce some interesting benefits over time? For me, and, and this is a problem in my own life, and I problem I'm not using in a negative connotation, right? It doesn't always have to be negative, but home ownership is a huge one for me. I'm a recent new homeowner. As of about a year ago, we bought our first house and, you know, learned all about it, right? From writing the contract to closing to, you know, renovating the entire thing, basically from the ground up um, ourselves just to teach, you know, I guess, learn the new skills and buy the tools so we can do it again. And sure enough, we did it again about a year later, bought another house. Um, and it's not that I don't want to own homes, right? I'm, I bought a second one, right? To use the first as a, you know, a real estate investment as a rental. But I know for a fact, there are so many homeowners out there, whether they're first time homeowners or they're, you know, in retirement years, right? Where they just want to sit back and relax and enjoy their house and everything they have. Right. But you know, when the pipe breaks or when the roof fails or when there's a problem that doesn't involve just one person to solve it or a, a simple Google search, right? Like what about those people? Um, so that's something I'm definitely trying to automate in a sense. It's can we scale or use, I guess, scale in this case to help other people live in their houses versus have to be constantly fixing them. And that's kind of the, the goal is, and we've kind of started on that with a, a basic platform, but we're working on it, which is exciting. And at the end of the day, if it solves, you know, it helps me automate my needs in terms of homeownership, then, you know, that's, a pro that's a benefit we learn something new and then if it can help other people then that would be incredibly rewarding and that's definitely could benefit a lot of people i see because home ownership is i mean it's it's a basic necessity it's i mean the, the, the idea of shelter you know the idea of having a place to stay the, the different decisions the activities the tasks involved in that if there was a way to simplify that experience with some of the processes involved whether it's fixing up a new purchase or a new home or whether it's finding somebody to lease a previous real estate investment to automation in that area could definitely benefit not only the homeowner but even the people using it or the people getting work to fix or contract or do any kind of activity related to it we we also want to keep a sense of or I guess a report of truth for houses, right? We have a Carfax for cars. Like it's, you know, law to report accidents of a certain size so that it shows up on the Carfax so that you can't sell something that you're not confident will work for the next buyer. That doesn't exist for homes. <laughs> I have no idea what they did to this place before we got here. And a lot of the times... You pull something off the wall and you see what's underneath and you're like, what the heck were they thinking? Right? Like it's not always, you know, a grade A, they paid top dollar to get it done. It's usually just quick fixes or, 
you know, little things that just, you know, aren't done correctly. Um, the surprise. Yeah. Those unexpected, um, little discoveries as one might say. Yep. And it could go for renters too, right? Like renters still have a certain amount of upkeep they need, um, you know, in apartment living, right? Like I don't think to dust the baseboards, but my wife reminds me, you know, once a quarter, Hey, have we dusted the baseboards? I'm like, well, I don't even, I didn't even know that was a chore, but I'll add it to the list. Right. But it'd be great to be able to see back to my earlier point, a history of your home, right? What, what has happened over the past five years? Um, when I'm going to buy a home, if I could see a transparent report with who did the work, when it was done, what they used, I mean, you could trace it down to the actual, you know, materials and where they bought it from, right? So right. if we can keep a record of that with a copy of the house and it's passed on to the next home buyer, right? That, that could provide a lot of value in the home buying and selling process. Yeah, add a great deal of clarity to the entire experience, reduce a lot of stress and uncertainty around the entire process. Now, that, that system that you've outlined, I feel like a lot of people, in fact, anyone who's thinking about buying a home or anyone who's curious about creating systems to reduce their own complexity, probably is thinking that this would involve a lot of technical savvy building of databases or any number of complex technological tools. But I think when people think of systems and automation, that's where they jump to. But in your experience, what are some of the easiest or basic steps to creating a system or automating something in your life, whether it's something large like the home investment process or something small, just like setting up a morning routine? What are some simple steps that you've put in place or experienced that can help you build a system and automate it? I'd say first is, and I saw this somewhere, I didn't make this up, but the rule of threes. So if something requires you know, some activity in your, your daily life, work or personal requires more than three steps, or you do the exact same thing more than three times, write down the process. And so I think that's definitely crucial to getting started and will help just kind of, you know, simplify like what, what needs to be automated. Like, I don't need to automate me walking to the bathroom. Like there's nothing there, right? I could walk faster. I could walk slower. I could crawl. I could try to skate. I mean, I guess I could do a lot of things, but it, you know, I like the rule of threes because it kind of gives you a threshold there for what would be valuable and what isn't. And then the second part of that would be breaking things down into components. Like if I thought of I'm looking for something on my desk that isn't super complicated, uh, a car, I guess that's not on my desk, but lots of people have them. It's a system of systems. And so it seemed daunting at first to have to fix my 2004 car. But then when I realized that I'm just fixing one of the systems, right. And then you'd think of it like, you know, an electrical circuit or like, uh, how your veins work in your body, right? Like if there's something wrong with part of that system, you fix that piece and then you make sure that system works and then you make sure the full thing works. So, you know, when you're working on a car, it, it's an AC problem or it's a 
uh, electrical problem or it's a uh, drive train problem like you know it could be anything suspension right but as long as you can learn that particular system and what makes it operate correctly then you can you or someone who has a little more experience can fix it um so that's kind of how i view it as breaking things down into components breaking them down into the smaller less uh daunting i guess size chunks and then just learning those fundamentals i think it was elon musk and i'll end this question with elon musk um he said learn the trunk before the branches and that really stuck out to me after i thought about it because it's a very visual reference like if you go off and try to learn a bunch of you know disparate branches or leaves even right Uh, maybe as an example i'm trying to learn javascript and i'm trying to learn how to ice skate at the same time and spanish and you know uh teaching my dog how to sit right like simplify it learn what is fundamentally true and then build off of that Right. Because then as you build off of that, you have that solid base of information that you can then, you know, make all of these connections and be confident in kind of the full picture. Right. So that was a a cool example that I heard once from Elon Musk. That that visual advice is is I find it so uh, so compelling. Yeah, learn the learn the trunk before the before the branches. It reminds me of the idea that you mentioned earlier, like going after a system in its entirety versus learning or attacking the systems within the system can actually just lead to, you know, unnecessary complexity. Instead of trying to fix the entire car, you just fix the systems within that system. I feel like that definitely would give, it's given me a much better idea of how to actually create these types, these steps, these automations, or even just understanding the components that'd be necessary to come up with those ideas. I think systems are, are simply just rules that are in place to help guide a process, right? Like we're talking about systems, you know, things we're doing, right. But like people are systems, corporations are systems, a small business is a system, right? So you can actually, if you start to peel back the layers of, let's say, you know, the healthcare system or a hospital, right? Like you can break that down into components. Okay. Who's in charge of setting the budget for employee compensation? Okay. Who's, uh, all on the list to approve that if someone's asking for more compensation, right? And then, you know, you might realize that it's really just a piece of paper and the people involved can't do anything about it. But, you know, as an example, you can break down, you know, systems in all, all of our lives, whether it's, healthcare or, you know, um, how the doctor office works or how a restaurant gets their groceries. Right. Um, it's all very fascinating. Yeah. The way you break that down, you can start to see the systems all around us and even the smaller systems within your life, our life, my life and personally. So on that note, my final question would be, what's one of the top systems that you've discovered in your, in your own life that you feel has produced the greatest amount of success for you? I think it has to be note-taking for me because I guess I started when I first started at Dell, I guess I had this mindset of if I record everything, 
I'll come back, you know, after being an intern and I'll know exactly where it is and I can, you know, make sure I review it and all that good stuff. Right. So when I started, I just started taking really good notes and organizing them in a way that I could find them easily. And then I realized, well, in life, like I'm constantly, like I've got journals, I've got notepads everywhere with scribbles all over them. And I realized I need to create a system around getting thoughts and ideas from my head into some type of persistent storage. I mean, you come from the storage world. Um, it needed somewhere to sit where I could come back to it and review it at another time. Um, and so I just created a system around that, right? If I think of an idea, I know where I need to go to put it to make sure that later I could come back and I know exactly where it is um, to review it. Or if I, you know, find it 10 years from now, it might give me a good laugh, right? Um, but that goes for anything, any research I do, any conversations I have, I try to just jot a couple of notes and um, that just helps offload a lot of the thinking and the remembering, right? Like if I don't have to remember anything, that's fantastic, right? Because I can constantly be focused on learning new things. If I'm not having to remember when that appointment is or remember to water the yard or remember when trash day is, no, I just set a reminder in my phone for things that have a routine cadence. And it reminds me, Hey, today's the day, by the way, if you forgot, uh, you need to take the trash to the street. And it's just little things like that, where that just saves me so much thinking power where I don't have to wonder, you know, when is that, or did I do that this week? Or, um, when is the next time? Right. Um, so I think that's something that has helped a lot in my personal life. The power of turning your thoughts into persistent storage through multiple methods, but beginning, I guess, in a more systemized way with detailed note-taking on basically every, every occurrence that you could. Yep. And it's kind of like if I'm in front of a computer, it goes into Notion, which is my note-taking tool. And then if it's, you know, if I'm on the go and it's in my notebook or whatever, then I just have to remember to go back and or sorry, I don't have to remember. I need to put a system in place that reminds me to go back and upload my notes into the digital format. Um, that's a good one for my to-do list. Well, it sounds like we've come full circle. We'll cover some of the benefits of what automating systems can do. We've talked about some of the interesting systems that Jordan has automated or thought about automated in his life. And that could help not only him, but people in all of environments, especially those interested in home ownership. We've also looked at the steps involved in breaking down a problem, a challenge, a circumstance into the systems that you could put in place to make that less stressful, more streamlined. And then we've also looked at some of the ways that somebody can actually find a single system and, or rather we've found one system that has produced some interesting benefits. And I can attest to the power of note-taking personally. It's, I think it's a very underrated system in of itself it's so simple but it has the ability especially when it's done or in an organized way and stored digitally has tremendous potential well jordan that that's all we have time for today but thanks so much for joining us on the exponential podcast i really appreciate your insights and i feel like what we've discussed today around automating systems is definitely a gem that people can learn from and hopefully apply not only in their daily lives, but also in their occupation and in their future pursuits. 
Thank you for having me, Marcus. I appreciate it. All right. Join us next time on the Exponential Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to, to subscribe and follow us on Spotify and the other media platforms where this is available. All right. Catch you next time. Nice.